Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul thirsts this beautiful morning. King of kings and Lord of lords, I magnify you this morning. God and Father of my Lord Jesus Christ, I give you glory again this morning creator of the heavens and the earth, the maker of everything in the universe, the father of spirits, the God of all flesh, I magnify you again this morning. Thank you, precious Lord, for blessing us with a new day. Thank you, Father, for the gift of grace, for the gift of of righteousness. Thank you because by your spirit we can cry out, Abba Father, this beautiful morning. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Your word says this is the day that you have made and that you will cause us to rejoice and be glad in today. So, Father, we thank you for everything you have planned for us today. Thank you because we know that it will work together for our good. Ancient of days, we say receive all the glory. King of the nations, we say receive all the glory. Master of the universe, we say receive all the glory. The God that is more than sufficient, El Shaddai, receive all the glory in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, as we read our Bibles again this morning, we ask for insight, we ask for understanding in your word. Help us to learn the lessons you are teaching us here. Help us to be doers of the word and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion. This morning, I am Murphy. We, <clears throat> we continue our study, our Bible commentary, and reading together of the New Testament. We are currently in the book of Matthew. I want to say a big thank you to everyone joining in to this morning. I hope you're doing well. I hope that you are blessed. A big thank you, especially to those who are joining us for the first time today. I pray that as we read the word of God together, you will be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. I encourage once again, share share this podcast, share this devotional with anyone you know you want to grow as a Christian, and they will thank you for it. Hallelujah. All right, yesterday we read Matthew chapter 25, so today we will take on Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26 is a very long chapter, okay? So many things discussed, the plot to kill Jesus, uh, Jesus' betrayal, he stand before before the Sanhedrin and all of that. Okay, so 
um, we will see how as much as we can cover in the time that we have. If we can't complete chapter 26, then we'll complete it tomorrow and take chapter 27. Alright, please get your Bibles, Matthew chapter 26. We start with the plot to kill, to kill Jesus. Since when Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, As you know, Passover begins in two days, and the Son of Man, the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. You need to understand that Jesus literally walked to his death. Jesus knew that he had told, at least in the book of Matthew, uh, this is like the fourth time, the fourth or fifth time, he is telling them that he is going to be killed when he gets to Jerusalem. He will be arrested, he will be tried, handed over to the Romans, and then he will be killed. He's telling them again this morning, just so that we understand how much, how much Jesus loved us. How much Jesus loved us. Someone said, okay, it was my pastor that said that the love that Jesus has for us is not romantic love. <laughs> hey, if it was just romantic love, uh, Jesus would have, uh, would have chickened out. He would have just changed his mind because he knew what was coming. But this was, this was agape. Yes, the love that God has, the kind of love that God has for us. Okay, and I think that's the same kind of love the Bible says we must have for one another. Not just the romantic love, but the love who knows that the cross is ahead of it and still goes on. The love that says... I know your flaws, I know your weaknesses, but I will still love you. Hallelujah. Verse 3 says that at that same time, the leading priests and elders were meeting at the residence of Caiaphas, the high priest, plotting how to capture Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the Passover celebration, they agreed, or the people may riot. Other people may riot. So Jesus is anointed at Bethany, and we know that when we check out the parallels of this, it was done by Mary, Mary Magdalene. It says, Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head. The disciples were indignant when they saw this. What a waste. So, I am not sure that this woman knew what she was doing. I am not sure she knew that he was about, you know, to die. Every time Jesus had shared that information with his disciples, it often time always looked like he was in a private setting. It was usually not in a period when he was taking a teaching or he was speaking to the people. It was usually in a private setting. But this woman comes to do something, something that usually will be done in the Jewish culture. 
okay the anointing the anointing okay in preparation for burial okay uh, or for sentence to death for burial so she just comes to pour this oil on the head of Jesus and of course when he says the disciples were indignant we know that it wasn't all of the disciples right we know that this was Judas Iscariot we know that in the parallel Judas was the one who, who said what a waste they said it could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor and that version says he said that not because he cared about the poor but because usually the money would have been kept with him as the treasurer as the treasury of Jesus's ministry and he was helping himself to to the to the purse then he says but Jesus aware of this replied why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me who told her who told her to come and do this and I would think that she was just led in the spirit, right? Yes, I would think that she was just led in her spirit to do this. How else could she honor Jesus? She didn't know whether he was going to die. In fact, if anything, I would have thought she would have been afraid, right? She would have been afraid. Because you, when you do this to people, you are either preparing them for their burial or you are preparing them for a special occasion that they are going for. They are about to get, when women are about to get married, they are anointed like this, you know, and so that their, their body is well scented and perfumed and all, and all of that. Okay, so not just for the case of someone who is about to die, you know, but why did she do this? I think she was just trying to honor, honor Jesus. Jesus says, why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. You will not always have me. I have been telling you people, I am about to die. <laughs> Twelve, she has poured this perfume on me to prepare my body for burial. I'm sure the woman would have then been shocked. Wow. <laughs> To prepare my body for burial i tell you the truth wherever the good news is preached throughout the world this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed sincerely i am not sure we remember and discuss our deeds as much as jesus says it will jesus says that whenever wherever the the, the good news the gospel is preached the deed of this woman should be talked about. Okay? A preparing Jesus' body for burial must be talked about. You also realize that she would likely have given Jesus the courage. <laughs> I don't know about you. It wasn't easy to go to the cross, so it wasn't easy at all. Okay? And I'm sure Jesus was ready. Jesus had made up his mind. He was going to obey the Father. And, and, and give his life. But that didn't mean that it was easy. We know that eventually in the Garden of Gethsemane, he would ask the Father, is there any other way this can happen? If not, let your will be done. But when she comes to anoint him, when it's not that Jesus was the one that went to tell her, uh, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, by the working of the Father, she comes to anoint him. 
that would have given Jesus, you know, further courage to go to the cross. So we must remember, we must remember the deeds of this woman and discuss it. Hallelujah. Verse 14, Judas agrees to betray Jesus. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the 12 disciples, went to the leading priest and asked, How much will you, will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? And they gave him 30 pieces of silver. From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. Judas's case we discuss is much different from Peter's, who, who eventually would deny Jesus. Peter was taken unaware. Even though Jesus told him that he was going to deny him, you will have to agree with me that Peter was taken unaware. His, his strength failed him. Judas was much different. Judas chose his action. It was a choice. It says here that he began looking. In other words, there would have been time he would have told them, come today. And then when they came, he would have signaled to them, ah, no, we can't do it today because the crowd, the crowd, they were, they were trying to avoid the crowd. Okay, so he would have signaled to them, we can't do it today. Like that, he was looking for an opportunity. This was a choice. That's the difference between Peter's denial of Jesus and Judas Iscariot's betrayal of Jesus. Let's read about the Last Supper from verse 17. On the first day of the fe festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal for you? As you go into the city, he told them, you will see a man, you see a certain man. Tell, tell him, the teacher says, my time has come and I will eat, I will eat the Passover meal with my disciple at your home. So the disciples did as Jesus told them and prepared the Passover meal there. Now, when we read Matthew, Matthew is not putting this story well. We said some of these stories are better read in Mark because the question Jesus told them to ask him is, where is the room prepared? Okay, he says, the teacher says, my time has come and I will eat the Passover meal with my disciple at your home or at your house. That's, you know, he said, tell him to give you or show you the room that has been prepared for this Passover. Um, so we don't know the extent to which the preparation would have been done because we know that Peter and John sets out to probably get the meal okay, uh, for the Passover. But that man also, just like the woman with this, uh, with, that came to pour this alabaster box, you need to understand that there were some things happening in the realm of the Spirit as Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross. There were movement in the realm of the spirit, both uh, in heaven with God and then in the kingdom of darkness. In the kingdom of darkness, the devil is manipulating people like Judas. He is manipulating, you know, the Saedrin, Caiaphas, and uh, the other 
members of the Sahedrin on how they should kill Jesus. It was it was manipulating when when you read the parallels, manipulating Herod and manipulating the Roman government, getting them ready during this time. There was it was looking like there was going to be an insurrection. Those things don't just happen. Everywhere was heated up. Okay, it was one of the reasons why they thought, look, we can't release this guy because there was going to be a riot. Okay, so the devil was planning, but God was also using people. This man, I don't know why, just received this leading in his spirit to prepare a room. A room big enough that would have taken at least 13 people. We know that it is likely that there were more than there were more than the 12 disciples with Jesus. How do we know Mark was at the garden, okay? At the garden of Gethsemane. And they went to that garden right from here, okay? So it's, it's likely that people like Mark, Nathaniel, even possibly Barnabas, possibly were at the feast. We don't know. So we will stay with what we would think is the 12th. But this man, my emphasis this morning, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, does something that would have seemed crazy to anybody seeing him. What are you doing? I am preparing uh, this room because I am led by the Spirit that the, the Master is coming. Uh, Jesus, the womb they call the Messiah, is going to come and ask for this room. <laughs> because Jesus does tell him, where is the room prepared? Uh, I will eat the Passover at your home. He says, well, says, so the disciples did as Jesus told them and prepared the Passover meal there. When it was evening, Jesus sat down at the table with the twelve. With the twelve. So we'll have to agree it is with the twelve. And maybe at some point when they leave here, they then go to the Garden of Gethsemane and then people like Mark were there. But the Bible tells us specifically it is with the twelve. See, while they were eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. Greatly distressed, greatly distressed, each one asked in turn, am I the one? Lord, he replied, one of you who has just eaten from this bowl with me will betray me. For the Son of Man must die. You see that? The son of man must die. And there are several, several, there are close to 200 scriptures in the Old Testament that points to the death, the dying of the Messiah. Since for the son of man must die, must die, as the scripture declared long ago. But how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him. It would be, be far better for that man if he had never been born, okay? Sadly, I don't know what place in hell Judas has. Jesus says it, ah, it would have been far better for Judas not to have been born. But someone would eventually have done this because someone was going to betray him. Judas, the one who would betray him, also asks, Rabbi, am I the one? Can you imagine the effrontery, the, the boldness? He knew what he was doing. He knew that he had been trying several times to get Jesus arrested, looking for the right opportunity. And now, just to, just to mask 
his presence so that it doesn't look like as if he was he was he was guilty he was the one jesus was talking about while everybody was asking am i the one am i the one he too asked jesus rabbi am i the one and jesus told him you have said it i don't think jesus said that to anyone else but the disciples did not understand they did not understand 26 as they were eating jesus took some bread and blessed it then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying take this and eat it for this is my body this is my body and he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to god for it he gave it to them and said each of you drink from it for this is my blood which confirms the new the covenant the covenant between god and his people it is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many Mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it. Uh, I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. Okay? There are those who attacked us, who attack us and say, I thought Jesus said here yeah, that he will not drink wine again until the day he drinks it new with his disciples. Okay? Uh, in the father's kingdom. So why did he drink wine on the cross? Okay? So, I think Jesus was referring to the occasion that they were having, okay, together. A bonding occasion. They were breaking, they were in quote, they were breaking, they were having the communion, a communion service together. And I think that was what Jesus was, was referring more to. But in verse 30, he says, Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives, where eventually they will be in the garden, right? And we know that Mark, Mark at least Mark was there. Next, Jesus predicts Peter's denial on the way. Jesus told them, Tonight all of you will desert me. For the scripture says, God will strike, God will strike the shepherd. Zechariah chapter 13, verse 7. God will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. In other words, they were all going to chicken out. Hmm. Peter declared, even if everyone else deserts you, I will never desert you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you even know me. You will deny that you even know me. No, Peter insisted. Even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And all the other disciples vowed the same. It was not only Peter that vowed though, that he would never deny Jesus. All of them vowed. All of them literally swore that they would never deny Jesus. But it was to Peter, Jesus said, Tonight, before the rooster crows, you will deny three times. Okay, so if you understand how that works, that means that within, within the hour, you will deny me three times or before it's daybreak. Usually, the rooster crows every hour or at the breaking of the day, but before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you even know me. So, next, Jesus prays in the Garden of Gethsemane. Then Jesus went with them to the, to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter 
and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed. My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little further and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, My father, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Let this cup of suffering, let this me going to the cross. Is there any other way to accomplish this? Jesus was asking. That's why I say it wasn't easy to go to the cross. But Jesus chose the cross. Because of me and you. Hallelujah. Jesus said, yet I want, I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. He said to Peter, couldn't you watch with, with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. The flesh is weak. Keep watch and pray. You don't want to fall into temptation. You want to avoid, you want to overcome temptation. Jesus gives us the secret. Keep watch and pray. But we know what happened here, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus already said it. Uh, the, the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. And I would think that even here, Satan was attacking them. See, then Jesus left them a second time and prayed, My father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. You know that the prayer is different, right? The prayer in, in each instance is, is different. The first prayer, he said, My father, if it's possible, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine, if it's possible. By the time he returned, he says, My father, if this cup cannot be taken away <laughs> unless I drink it, then your will be done. Hallelujah. Okay, so Jesus submitted himself to the will of the father. That's what it meant. He submitted, in other words, it was his choice to obey the father. The father did not force him. It was his choice. And it had to be his choice. He had to choose to go to the cross. He could have given up on the way to the cross when they were beating him. And with all of the stripes, he was bruised to literally his bones. He could have given up. It was a choice. It was a choice. He says, unless I drink it, your will be done. For the tree, when he returned to them again, he found them sleeping, for they couldn't keep their eyes open. So he went to pray third time, saying the same thing again. So I don't know whether it will be the second one, and I think it will likely be the second one, right? My father, if this cup cannot be taken away, unless I drink it, your will be done. So he went and said the same thing, verse 40. Five. Then he came to the disciples and said, Go ahead and sleep, have your rest. But look, the time has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. Because Judas had brought the people that would arrest, that would arrest Jesus. Okay, so I'm tempted for us to take on that. Okay, so let me, let's take a little more time and read this 
story. Jesus is betrayed and arrested. And, and even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the twelve disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests. They had been sent by the leading priests and elders of the people. The traitor, Judas, had given them a prearranged signal. You see, it was Jesus' choice to go to the cross. It was Judas' choice also to betray Jesus. He took all the steps. He didn't just go to tell them, okay, what are you going to give me, you know, uh, for me to betray him? And then they promised him the, 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 the talents of silver. It wasn't just that. There were other workings. It was, he told them when to come. He told them, he told them where to come to. And then when they arrived, like I said, I'm sure did this, this did not happen once. There would have been time. They would have tried, wanted to come and take Jesus. He had signaled to them to come. But when they came, it was not possible because the crowds were there. But this particular time, he came with them and told them the, that this is where Jesus was going to be because it was a private place. It was a private garden. Very, they went to the Mount of Olives. This is a very secluded place. He had told them where they would find Jesus. And now he had told them, this is the prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. Judas' betrayal was a choice. And this is going to be my emphasis this morning. So, Jesus, so Judas came straight to Jesus, greeting, uh, greetings, Rabbi, he exclaimed and gave him the keys. Jesus said, my friend, go ahead and do what you have come for. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out a sword, we know that is Peter, and struck the high, priest, the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Uh, we know that is Marcus, right? Uh, put away your sword, Jesus told him. Those who use the sword will die by the sword. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly? But if I did, how would the scripture be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? The scripture already described what was going to happen. Jesus was going to be betrayed and then he would be tried and killed. Then Jesus said to this crowd, Am I some dangerous revolutionary that you came with the sword and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I, I was there teaching every day. But this is all happening to fulfill the words of the prophets as recorded in the scripture. At that point, all the disciples deserted him and fled. Alright, as we go this morning, I said it was Judas' choice to betray Jesus. And it was Jesus' choice to go to the cross. I want us to pray this morning. I choose, Lord, today to serve you. I want it to be my choice to live for you, Father. Lord, we say thank you this morning. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.